Is it over there? <laughs> Where? Over there. Oh. Where is over there? Over there. Where I'm looking. Where is that? Where is there? <laughs> there is not a place. So. So. You finally came and visited me now. Yeah. Well, you are. Let me finally visited you now. You well, haven't visited me yet. I've been to California. That doesn't count. Yeah, that's it does. that's still eight hours away from my from from where I actually live. I have been to Sacramento though. I wasn't there. So I've been in your area though. That doesn't count. How close have you been to Utah? How close have you been to downtown Salt Lake? It's not the point. No, no, answer the question. No, you're that's you're changing the question. <laughs> the question is, have you been in my hometown? No, the question was, you finally visited me, not my hometown. That wasn't the that wasn't the question. Well, it was change, me. I am altering the deal. Pray I do not alter it again. Uh, again. Okay. Well, further. listen. Further. Okay. The the fact remains. This is my first time in Utah. Yes. Okay. Um, I have wanted to come here for many many moons um as there's a lot of youtubers out here that i've been wanting to collaborate with and then i met you and you happen to be from utah and serendipitously uh i was able to get some time off and here we are and you you've been so awesome putting me up in your in your living room on the inflatable bed with the dinosaurs and the pink polka dot ponies it's 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 amazing i'm so no idea what he's talking about that latter part so happy for the dinosaurs it's it just makes my day. Hey, but as long as it keeps you entertained, I know you had to buy them to get here, but it's okay. And man, you know, Southwest can only get you so far, and then you have to take that extra step to get comfy. Exactly. Okay. So for the past six days, it has been go go go. Like this is by far the most active vacation that I've ever ever had. Like, <laughs> this even, has not been a put up, put up your feet vacation. I mean, it is now. And, you know, after all the activities, we, we've put our feet up and, and we've watched, you know, Planet Earth and, and BBC Life and stuff like that and, and hung out. But from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., it has go. been go, go, go. Yeah. And I've got to say, I am so grateful for you and everybody else that helped organize all of it. Cause I have no idea what to do here. Mm. Um, but yeah, man. If, w- without boring our listeners and everything too much with like a day-to-day this is what we did on monday this is what we did would be something that you would want to remember forever (laughs) remember forever that's that's a bold statement i would say well Um, yeah i mean because you know we only can retain so much memory so tony came to utah his first time and we did this what else did you do i don't know but this this will always stick with me what is that for you i mean shooting the barrett would be a pretty far up there yeah it really is <laughs> it really is Holy yeah we damn. we went to a local shop um you mind and... plugging them do you want to plug them get some it's like an awesome that's why i want to plug they have an awesome name anyway get some. so they they have guns for rent you can mm. pay you like you pay for the place you're going to shoot and you pay for the ammo and they let you borrow their guns with the you know obvious rule of if you break it you buy it. Um, luckily, guns, the ones that they have, are not super easy to break unless you really are <laughs> being stupid you with them. You have to be an idiot. Yeah, you you have to be you have to be really dumb. Idiot. They they keep these those things as far as I can tell well maintained. Yeah. Um, and we went there just to you know have fun. The the California team of our 
uh, gaming team uh, doesn't have you know as many guns in California, so they came here, and obviously we're very hunting and gun heavy state. So sure. Sure. you got to play with a few different shotguns and all sorts of stuff over the course of like two days and. Yeah, finally it all ended. More, which yeah. I thought was amazing, but then the Barrett. Yeah, well, we well we ramped up. We started with like a small sniper rifle. We small. ramped up. <laughs> okay, medium, medium, medium sniper rifle. Yeah, we ramped up to shotguns, a big pistol, some twenty twos, which are smaller. We finally went to uh, get some. We uh, fired some ARs, which I thought were really powerful. I'm like, I, it gave me another level of uh, respect for people who actually have to handle the rifles. Yeah, the, the M4. Yeah. Uh, and it was a AR-15, I think the other one was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were crazy. And then, to finish it off, we were firing the 50 caliber sniper rifle, which... Oh. Yeah. It cost... <laughs> it, it costed $12 a bullet. Yeah. The thing... Is insane. <laughs> I don't think there's enough words that we can put in this podcast to really truly explain, but you do a really good job like recounting every bit of it down to the safety. Yeah. To the ripple effect mm-hmm. when you pull that trigger. You do yeah. a great job. Yeah, but well, I, I, I yeah, will I'm... say this you can go ahead and do it, but I will say this we're going to put a video link in the podcast show notes. So people who want to see it, they can definitely see that as well too. But go ahead and explain yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's the the thing that's Paint crazy. Paint a word picture for me. <laughs> the thing that's crazy about this gun is the sheer power behind it. I mean, like, all the other guns that we fired always had the, the blowback, the kick, everything yeah. like that. And then yeah. when we fired this gun, they're like, no, no, no. This gun is going to sit on the floor, and you're <laughs> going to lay on the floor, and you're going to hold it against your chest... And you're going to pull that trigger, and you're going to fire one shot, and you're going to be done. And yes, you fire the one shot, and you're very much like, I, okay, I'm, done. I'm good. I'm good. Thank um, you. Um, thank you. I'm going to go home now and Come like again. lay down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were, the guy was giving us some statistics on like the, the rifle itself, and it's like the bullet travels three times the speed of sound. The bullet, if it passes about 18 inches from your skin, can give you second degree burns. The bullet, if it passes six inches from your head, will make your brain stop functioning and kill you from missing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then obviously, I mean, it's a fifty caliber sniper rifle that can go through plate steel. If it hit you, you wouldn't just die, you would explode. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not to mention, as the person who's actually firing the bullet, it gives you a minor concussion. Yep, just every, from firing. Just from firing. Just from firing. And it. this particular weapon is semi-automatic yeah so if you had more than one in the magazine you can go now i'm saying because this is just the podcast and everything it's whatever it ain't yeah it is when you when you pull the trigger on that thing my word there were all the other guns that we fired were like wow that's that okay 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 i can okay i can handle this and we got used to it yeah we we got used to i don't think you, I don't. I really don't think you could get used to that rifle. I think like, you can, but we're talking training. Well, like we're talking yeah, real, like real. Mil- military training. Mm-hmm. You know, um, armed forces, uh, you know, police officers, things of that nature. Well, even then, the the guy that's the guy that was giving us all these stats said that like after what thirteen, fifteen rounds, you you would be laid up for a couple days with like yeah. an actual full on concussion. Yeah. all those miners would be. 
They would add up. up. Yeah. They would totally add up. And you would be straight up concussed and you would be done for the, for a while. It was one <laughs> it was one of those things when we were done shooting it and then watching my other friends shoot it as well. The amount of adrenaline that was going through my body and and also in conjunction with the actual like shaking of my cerebellum because it just rocked my head so much. It, it I did get a little woozy. Like yeah. after like leaving mm-hmm. leaving the gun range, I was still like still kind of like in the clouds, like it, okay, I'm gonna come like, down. It felt like someone clocked you in the head. Yeah, it really does. Not terribly hard, but no, enough. No, just just enough for you to be to, to wake you up, like, oh, okay, hello, yeah. nice to meet you. Yeah, no, you could definitely feel the the impact of that gun, even from just the the, the shooter side, not the receiving side. Yeah. It was Insane, and then like when you shot it, the crazy thing was everything. Every other gun had like like reverberation on the firing range, where it was like you could feel it in your chest, mm-hmm. right? But when you fired that gun, everything moved. Like the individual particles of dust on the walls, on the floor, on the you know countertops, like lifted for a split second. You saw this like weird dusting effect on everything for just a split second as that gun fired and then it all settled but it was this powerful wave of energy that just blasted and reverberated throughout the entire like room that we were in yeah it was kind of terrifying yeah like you saw it fire and you're like man i don't want to be near this thing right yeah <laughs> like even the worker every time we like he would load he would one round back, and like, he would go about 20 feet 25 man. feet away he's like, to I'm let done us with shoot this. yeah he's like you fire I'll be back. It just screamed terrifying. I mean, even the safety, down to the safety, man. I mean, all the other guns that we played with, they had, uh, obviously, if every gun has a safety. Well, Hopefully. almost every gun. But, it, like, you flip the safety on any other gun that we played with, and it was just little, just this little, tiny little snap. And this one, it was a loud chunk. It was like, solid. You, you clicked it, and even with ear protection, you could hear that thing switch, and it, like, after getting, like, for the first, you know, first two shots, getting used to it, you could, like, immediately be like, oh, I like, your heart would quicken. Your heart would be like, oh, I know what's going down. It was so substantial. That gun just screamed, like, death. And that's that's the thing. I, I, I do want to put a, put a disclaimer, like, in this. Like, we're not advocating everyone go out and buy guns and go out and do this and have a 50 caliber bear. We're, we're not whatsoever. But one way or another, one this way or isn't another. about that. We're it's not, not about going that. into politics. What this did for me was, A, it was uh, an experience of a lifetime, which I don't know if I'll ever be able to have again because, like Quinton was saying, in California we don't have that kind of gun freedom to shoot these kinds of um, crazy weapons. But but moreover that it was having as as you said earlier, Quentin, it was having the respect um, and understanding of of what these things can do. And while they have immense firepower, and you feel so cool shooting it, and the videos on on Instagram are awesome and everything, these things kill people. And, well, and that the- that was that was the one thing that I walked away with. It was like this is amazing. And if that were a person, I just blew his freaking head off. I don't want to get into it, no, no, but it, it is one of those things that makes you appreciate and it also makes you kind of like really think about like the level of 
how much do you need to protect your home? Do you need something like the like a Gatling gun in your home? I don't think you do, and things well, like it, that. that. That's a whole other different topic for a different day. The more, but it I makes think it, more, it's all connected to that. Well, I which is what I'm saying. The bigger thing is it's more of a re, like, uh, at least for me, it was more of a newfound respect for like the armed forces who have to use those guns. Because like it's fun. To, like I would love to own a Barrett one day. I'd love to have that and like have it for. Not defending my home, but, like, going out to the shooting range and just using it. Now, mind you, you could go into a, a conversation about, like, how hard is it to get one, blah, 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 blah. That's a whole different conversation. Apparently in Utah, not that hard. You just have to have the money. Yeah, a lot of money. But that's, a, once again, a whole different conversation. That's We're not going to be going into that. But if I could own a Barrett one day, I'd be a happy guy. Okay. I would love to take my friends out, go to an outdoor shooting range, sure. and be like, let's go have some fun, you know, f- some safe fun. But for me... After that, it was an experience. After that experience, it was more of a newfound respect for people who have to use these guns day to day, who have to defend our country or defend other people using these rifles because they are not easy. No, like I, we were we were doing like handguns and stuff like that, and I got used to those real fast. Mm-hmm. But like getting used to how to look down the scope properly. And, like, where your head had to be at. Accurately. Yeah. Like, that was hard. That precision takes a lot of practice. And I don't know about you, but, like, even until now, my shoulder, not because of the blowback, but just holding the gun up for that long, my shoulder was, like, getting strained. And it was pulling on muscles that I don't usually work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it, it, it was very much just a newfound respect for people who have to use the guns, for people who know how to use the guns. And just for the guns themselves, I mean, those things, they're they're not, they're not easy. They're not easy. They're not toys. They're not meant to be Yeah, they they, they deserve a lot of respect. Yeah. And the people who have to use them deserve a lot of respect. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get political. But no, it's... Let's go with the have to. Yeah. Literally have to. Not, not an option. Have to use them. We're talking like hostage situations. No, no, no. I, We're talking I, I bad, understand. bad no, people doing bad things. Status. I understand completely wh- yeah. where, where you're coming from. I'm, I'm, I was just gonna go down a, a small rabbit hole of. Well, I understand we have the right to bear arms. Like the, it, it is a privilege. I think that certain people should like earn. You know. Mm-hmm. So well, with that goes that... into the ability to like. How easy it to get the gun and how right. like you know that needs to be which we're at, not going to talk exactly. about exactly. So let's move on. Stay from that, tuned but... for the next podcast, but um, <laughs> or the next one or the one after or never. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, like that was one of the things that uh, shooting guns. I was very excited to do. And then we had already planned to shoot a few guns. I already knew that because of our friend. Uh, he has a you know a fairly big estate that we were able to shoot on his private land. Mm-hmm. Totally legal here, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the Barrett was a very nice surprise, I, I would say. Coming close second for me, if you, if you don't mind moving on. No, please. Was the Haunted House Fear Factory. So you told me, when we were driving home from that, yeah, you told me a very interesting fact about yourself, that that was your first haunted house ever. Yeah. How do you go this far in life and never go to any haunted house? So... I need to preface by saying I have been to a haunted house before when I was in first grade and it was in some guy's garage and he had just made, you know, basically made a walk through his garage with cardboard and uh, garbage bags and around the corner his wife would just scare scare you like, boo! And then at the end there'd be candy and then you'd leave. 
Okay, that was that's the only not other a haunted house. <laughs> it's a haunted garage. That's what it is. <laughs> that was that was during Halloween. Um, and incidentally, after that, my my father got into a car accident. It was kind of funny. But I am I am I am like you. I I do not do horror films. I very rarely will watch horror um, TV shows like American Horror uh, uh, American Horror Story and things like that. Uh, I don't do horror video games. So if I don't do any of those in digital, what makes you think I'm going to do it IRL? I mean, for me, like... Where I have actual people coming out, whether they touch me or not, that's an actual person. I don't care. It's an actual person. And there's no way in heck I am going to the multitude of haunted houses that I will have to pay for to get scared. Are you insane? So when you told me we're going to a haunted house on Thursday, what am I supposed to do? I can't say no. The I mean, whole group, no. Are you kidding me? The whole group, there's what, 10 of us, including, you know, every the, all of our plus ones or whatever. All of you guys, nine of you guys say, yay. And then there's me, the one guy from California, like, no. Of course I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I have Sorry, to what say, did you say again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say yes. So, uh, Fear Factory in Utah, in SLC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can see it from the freeway. It, it, apparently, it is uh, an abandoned warehouse. There was a, was it a mining warehouse? I think it was a granary, if I remember correctly. Okay. I could be wrong. Apparently, it's haunted. Apparently, people died there. I'm sure it happened. Now, I'm not a person that believes in haunted. Me neither. But people did die there. Okay. I do know that's true. Okay. That is a, a very it is interesting a fact. fact. Okay. But do I believe it's haunted? No. Okay. Like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. I feel like that's always like a... Psyching yourself out kind of thing. Sure. And like the, what, uh, there's a name for it where it's like the group psychs themselves out and so it becomes almost true because everyone starts seeing it because sure. the whole group is, yeah. oh, what is that called? I can't remember. Anyway, I think that's just, you know, fun. It's fun to talk about like, hey, here's a haunted house and it's in actual like haunted place. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a fun thing. That's but, a fun thing. Like in a, if you go to an asylum and it's like it's a haunted asylum because yeah. people died there and apparently people are still there. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's a fun anecdote. To add to it, it's it's a little bit of mobbish mentality mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. everybody kind of joins in on it, and even if you're against it, you kind of you kind of even subconsciously join in on it just because you're all all together. Um, this was a thirty-minute haunted house, I would say. Thirty, like forty-five, depending yeah, 30, on how fast you d- run. Depending through on it. how fast you run, um, I've got to say, dude, it was it was it was awesome. It was so good. So I should say for me. Like, one of our teammates asked me a question was, uh, why do you go to haunted houses? You know, I'm just the same as you, where I don't watch horror movies, I don't watch horror TV shows. I do play horror games, but I, and I like horror, like, like haunted houses, but why don't, like, why don't I like the other two? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's, there's, it's like twofold. One, I just, there, there's something about them I just don't like. They're, like, that's another whole, like, deep intrinsic thing about me like i movies. just don't like yeah movies, movies. and tvs yeah movies and, TV shows. movies and actual horror movies and tv i just can't do now the the video games they're they have to be very specific they have to have a form of control and that's why alien isolation was my absolute favorite one because there was a form of control where it was the aliens after you and you have weapons mm-hmm. it's not going to kill him but you can try to stave it off and but like you have extremely limited ammo. You have almost no ammo. Like you have to make your decisions on whether it's worth to fight or flee. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Like, you have to make very, very choice decisions because you could hit him with the flamethrower, but you're probably just going to piss it off. Okay. So you have, like, you have to make these really, really interesting choices. And that's what I like where I have, like, it's not just about being scared. I actually have a tiny bit of control because, like, there's another one called Outlast and you're in an asylum and there's some people who look pretty roided out. But you pass a plethora of weapons that you never pick up. You pass a broken table leg that is obviously sharp that you could use as like a stake. Never touch it. You pass broken beams. You pass pass like uh, 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 fire extinguishers. Like all sorts of stuff you could use as a weapon and you never do. And that stuff makes me irritated because it breaks the immersion for me because it's like let me try to defend myself. You know, if I'm going against this one big dude, let me kill him, but barely kill him. And now I've pissed off his friends. You know, like, let me make these decisions where it's going to make the game harder. There are other ones, though, where it's like um, Layers of Fear, where it's more su- uh, supernatural, where there's nothing to fight against. That one's fine. If I can't defend myself against the supernatural, that makes sense because it's supernatural. And that one's kind of like a haunted house-esque feel. The reason I like haunted houses, though, is I, I love the set pieces. I love being in the set piece. Not you know because somebody somebody else said, uh, why don't you like these set pieces in movies? And it's like because I'm not there. Like that, it's cool to look at it as video, but I want to be there. I want to experience it. I want to feel it. And like if someone can genuinely scare me, I always like give them a like <laughs> I break the immersion for them I'm like good job you did great <laughs> I kept saying hello thank- nice to meet you yeah no I, it, it it's more of a like I love the work and the passion that goes into them especially the ones in Salt Lake mm-hmm. I can't speak for anywhere else and I'm sure this is true other places but the people who build these ones in Salt Lake are super passionate about Halloween I mean that's like their life they they work throughout almost the entire year to get it ready for the next Halloween mm-hmm. and adding you know new set pieces, adding new pieces to the sets that they already have. Like they they build constantly are building it out, and it's I love that. I love that fact that they can do that. It's their passion. Yeah, and yeah. you can feel it when you go there. I mean, you you go into certain sections like the clown section and stuff like that. You can see the work that goes into them, and I appreciate that. It really showed how much dedication and how much love that they have for you know every little nook and cranny of. Of, of all the different set pieces and all the different ambiances that they had, mm-hmm. the one that we all walked away with thinking that it was one of the best was the uh, either the, the the green laser room with the fog. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a big favorite. And to to describe that one really fast, it they basically they had a swamp, and obviously we can't have they can't have everyone trudge through actual water, and so what they did is they took lasers. Um, and they had these these lasers that were perfectly flat, kind of like a level that you'd see in like a house. And what they did is they put fog, so obviously you could see the laser at all times, at any direction. You know, it created this like this this water esque flat surface that was about chest height that made you look like you were going through in like some sort of thick object, kind of like water. Mm-hmm. And it was like really cool to just look at and just be like, this is incredibly ingenious yeah. to replace water because, you know, obviously once again, we can't have everyone charge through the three, four feet of water yeah. for so many different reasons. Well, <laughs> then it was raining outside, which was more 
like it was awesome that it, that it was raining because it just mm-hmm. added to the ambiance. Oh, dude, yeah. No, we were going to this industrial part, and it was very like fancy and got all these you know very overly industrial pieces that are super super unsafe. Um, and then on top of it all, it is just in an absolute real life downpour. That was an awesome experience as well. I think for me, and I don't know if they do this every time or not, but they did a little little surprise for me when we first walked into the haunted house because they specifically said do not use your cell phones when you when you get into the haunted house. Now when they're telling you this, you're in line waiting to to go down. So what had happened was I was um, I was talking with somebody on my phone and I thought that it was a it was a it was okay to use your phone there but apparently it was a f- phone free zone and there were signs everywhere and I neglected to look at them and one of the employees pointed me out said hey put your phone away and all of my friends all nine of them said Tony you're ruining it and the employees like oh Tony huh I'm going to tell all my friends down there that Tony's coming. As we're walking down the stairs, there's at least three to four monsters, ghouls, ghosts, witches, whatever, zombies, just saying my name, echoing throughout the halls and the corridors. Like, Tony, Tony, and then like... Well, it was more, it was more of the, the creepy inviting, like, Tony. And then there was the girl, she <laughs> screamed it. <laughs> She screamed it, and we're walking down, and they forced me to be the first person in line, and oh my god. Talk about the first experience of a true haunted house. That that will always stick with me. I <laughs> neglected to remember I have been in a haunted house before. It was an alien-themed haunted house, and I believe I've talked about that on on this podcast. It was called Alien Wars and Trocadero in, um, in, in London. That was years ago. That I was in fifth. I was in the seventh grade. I guess it would be considered a haunted house. You, that's that's just sheer decades ago, right? Yeah, at least three. No, two. <laughs> How old am I? I don't even know. That was back in the day. But what I do remember was I had tripped and fallen in Alien Wars, and one of the aliens dragged me away. Nope. <laughs> nope. So why I can't do you do think the whole touching? So thing. why do you think I never? I don't go to haunted houses. I I've been like scarred by that. Now I know now they're not supposed to touch you. You're not supposed to touch them. This that and the other thing. But man, after surviving this haunted house, I I wouldn't mind going to another one. And I know in, in California and in the Northern California, we've got we've got quite a ton. They're just expensive. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like you know, yeah, we like, got a we got a great deal. On we got ours, a great but... deal, but I wouldn't go to more than. One. I know there's people that go to like they go to every single one like mm-hmm. every year, and mm-hmm. also a lot a lot of these haunted houses they change it up every year to be different. Yeah, and that's great. But yeah, no, I no, I'll go I'll go to Fear Factory every year. That thing is amazing. I love the industrial feel to it. Sure, that's something that really appeals to me. And so the whole thing, and it's it's not short. There's another one. I'm not going to name names. There's another one in Salt Lake. That is incredibly expensive. It's like thirty-five bucks, something along those lines, and like half the length that we went through, maybe less. And like every time I we used to go to that one, every time I got through, and I'm just like, wait, we're we're done? That's it? Because like it didn't even dump you out in like the 
there were parts where it didn't even dump you out in like a gift shop. It dumped you out into like the, the parking lot. You're done. Yeah, like you're done. There's Look, your car. Yeah, there's Get your out car. of here. Go home. <laughs> go home. Like, you don't it, have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, and every time I was like, wait, really? Like that was <laughs> it? Man, uh, that sucks. That like, sucks. That was not that was not a good experience. Like and it had like a sign, like if you want to go to the, the gift shop, go around this corner. I'm like, no. Just put the gift shop here. Yeah, like why would you design it that way? That's horrible. Yeah. Send you out in the street and then be like, no, come back though. Yeah, it it that one though that one like always I will be like, ah, oh, jeez. But after experiencing Fear Factory, after going through a bunch of haunted houses through Utah, like that is by far in a way my favorite. It it was amazing. It's so good. Well, it's gonna be around for the rest of October, and is that it, or they close it? Oh, down? I have no idea their schedule. Okay. Well, Fear Factory in Salt Lake City. If you guys go check it out. It's pretty freaking awesome um obviously there was so much more that we did this week and we're not gonna account recount it like here i can i can sum it up real fast watch this ready oh god hiking yeah (laughs) that's it that's all that's all you need we did a lot of hiking we did a lot of that a lot of pictures um there'll be there i'm sure you can throw a link and just have a few so glad that you guys forced me to go hiking too because i i'm not a nature guy i'm a city boy i like big buildings and elevators and air conditioning and i'm just so glad that um being thrown into this environment made me climb rocks that i would never normally climb and i was actually able to do it without getting help with my sciatica that's the other thing. I could barely walk on that day, and I'm still like climbing Pushing up. This. Through. There's a thing where it's like if if you're if you're in a group, and all your friends are doing, it's like this personal peer pressure where none of us would ever be like, "You got to get up here," you know. None of us would ever make you feel like you have sure, to. Sure, yeah, no. I, I want to like be this, very clear. I was not pressured to yeah. to climb rocks it's like, or anything. It, it's this. It's this fun like personal pressure where you're, it's not pressure. It's like. You want to do it. You want yeah. to prove it to yourself that yeah, you can do that, it. Yeah, that's definitely what it was. Because I remember sending a photo to my father about uh, this hill that we that we had to walk up uh, after going to Blood Lake. I was like, Dad, look, I walked this. He's like, No, you didn't. Like, Yeah, I did. Like, you never walk. I know. And I walked it. <laughs> like, did someone carry you? No, I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> on a stretcher <laughs> yeah so it's like you you know like even when your father like starts making fun of you that he can't believe you know it's and you actually did it you know you know it's a good day but yeah, yeah a lot of hiking maybe we'll throw a couple of pictures into the into the show notes but i, I do want to say once again not just your hospitality but the rest of our, our gaming crew everybody was awesome i got to meet some of your your family members like i said y'all know who you are you you guys were so hospitable when we came to visit you. Wonderful family. Um, get that dog off your lawn. And the the thing that I will always, always remember, I'm going to put him on blast, is that my brother-in-law said that Salt Lake City is, a, is, is not a good city to go to. Because he went here at 4 in the morning and probably went to maybe not the best section of Salt Lake City. And he mm-hmm. has this huge... Uh, like you know the, the the chip on a shoulder that it's a terrible town 
I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, it, it is it is amazing. It's beautiful, even if you're not a Mormon or, or any. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. Architecture is beautiful. The, the people here are so nice. Y'all drive a little weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Y'all drive a little no, weird. No, no y'all no. drive. Y'all drive a little weird. weird. We're going on record with that. And I'm a much better driver than you. Yes, I am. Moving on. Um, y'all should come out to Salt Lake City. If if anything, come out for the uh, the comic book convention when they when they do it again next year. Yeah. No, if you're if you're outdoorsy, this is the place to be for sure. It's just a lot of people look for. Like I've had people looking for like a Vegas esque experience. I'm like, what? that's not that's not what that's you not... that's not what you come here for. That's not. How do you think Vegas esque if you say Salt Lake City or Utah in well, general? Well, I think like... they're like, well, like people here, they're like, why can't we have more, you know, late night things? Why can't we have more this, that, the other? And I'm like, that's not oh, what we're I see after. What you mean. That's not like what the main population is after. If that was what the main population is after, it'd be more of a thing. I mean, I would argue you guys do have some sort of a nightlife you just kind of have to look for it mm -hmm. like it's it's available like because as i'm flying in google is saying hey if you are going to be in salt lake city these are the events happening at night you know and mm -hmm. and and i know being in utah you know um, the cons the co consumption of alcohol is not as easily read readily available if you go to like target or walmart or anything like in like other states would be um but if you're into the nightlife and you 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 want to consume alcohol, it's like they have it. It's not like you're, you're a dry state, you right. know. You're, that's not like that. Like you just have to go out, and, and that's the whole point of coming here. Like going out to find other locations that you would never have would have uh, traversed otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, you have <laughs> multiple seasons in one day in other parts of the same state. That's crazy. Yeah. I in one view at the top of a hidden a hidden peak at mm -hmm. Snowbird, I saw both fall and winter, and then three hours later, I'm in the middle of the freaking desert being attacked by mosquitoes. So yeah, one word: hiking. Yeah. No, that that was something that kind of made me laugh. It's like we have such a outdoor life. It's like no one has energy to do a nightlife because everyone's kind of done. Everyone's done, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, because that's, I, I would argue, I mean, there's, I there's nothing better to do than just, like, now that I have this, like, nature bug, like, why would you want to go nightlife? <laughs> just go outside. Just before you came out, you did something kind of interesting at home. Which was you were talking to Alexa or like Google Home or something yeah. like that, yep. and you said like call or or text so and so this and this and this, and yeah, just to confirm you want to do this, yes, okay, and you said thank you, like but you specifically were like hey you know hey you thank you, and I, I was, was like not. oh you're welcome, and I that just got me thinking like you were kind to the AI. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it helped me. Okay. But it doesn't... Like, it's not sentient enough. It's just a pre-programmed response, right? I like how you say that. It's not sentient enough. Not well, it, okay, it's not sentient at all. Like, yeah. it's just a pre-programmed response, right? It's it's supposed to create the illusion of a conversation. And I'm, I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep with the illusion. The, the, thing, the thing that I'm, I'm learning is that when you have kids... And they get used to saying 
the trigger word, asking for the information, and getting the information, there's a little bit where that child reacts in such a way where they feel, oh, I ask and I get. I ask and I get. I ask and I get. And okay. there, there's the disconnect where in real life you can ask and you can get, but you're also supposed to reciprocate some sort of gratuity salutation or... or gratuity. And there are companies, I think Amazon is one of them, where there is a kid mode where you can set it if the child is speaking to the Amazon Echo or whatever you have, the child has to say the trigger word and the word please. They have to say the word please in order to get the response that they're looking for. And I really do like that. I know it's a little thing and I know maybe maybe you understand, maybe you don't. I can see that, like with especially with kids, like with adults, like for me and you, we mm-hmm. have that like you know, I recognize this is a device that has pre-programmed responses that is supposed to create the illusion of conversation. Yeah. I recognize that this is a real person and they want an actual conversation because they're a sentient they're human right being. There, yeah, right, they're yeah. they're real. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the disconnect of the two where I can see like a child growing up. I can I can see that a little bit. I mean, more. I don't say thank you to Google Home every single time. I mm-hmm. don't. But if if it's something I don't remember exactly what I was asking it, but it was something at the time that was very pertinent and it was crucial that I had that information and the fact that she was able, he or she or it was able to give me that information mm-hmm. on the spot without saying, I found these, I found these websites that you like, you know, you know how serious actual, like, it. Straight it gave me the straight, answer. not according to Wikipedia, not that it gave me the straight info like, okay, thank you. And that's the other thing about Google Home. You don't have to say the trigger word every single time. You can keep the conversation going. You, you say, say, okay, you can say, okay, Google, do this. It does and it. And then does it, and then you can just say thank you, and it responds like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, mean, I it, mean, Siri can do that too, but I, am, I know she cuts off the conversation once the task is complete. She doesn't wait for a thank you. Like, you know, hey, so-and-so, text so-and-so, okay, do you want to send the text? Yes. And then she cuts the conversation. See, Google doesn't. And, well, let me preface this by saying you have to change that in the settings. Because obviously some people would want it to cut off right. at the end of the initial task. And if you want to do another task, you you want to ask Google again. Some right. people want that. I don't. I want to be free-flowing. And, yes, fine, I get it. Google is going to listen to the rest of the conversation up to 30 seconds of a buffer, and then it deletes it from the cloud. Get off your high horse. I'm not going to get into that. Not you. Some people that get on their high horse. <laughs> but um, I, by me saying thank you and having my daughter see me say thank you, she says thank you now. Yeah, I can see the... the you see what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm just trying to set a precedent. I'm, I'm trying to set like, hey, when someone does something for you, whether they're fake or real, and if you have the opportunity to say thank you, say thank you. And now, like, it's, it's cute when she says it, but it's also, like, it, it's teaching, teaching her a good habit. Mm-hmm. My son's a little bit too old to kind of, you know, change his ways, but he's very polite as, as it comes. 
he's an awkward teenager still, but when it comes to, hey, say thank you for doing this or that and the other, he does say thank you, even without being prompted. Mm-hmm. So he, he's fine. But I, I do feel like there are there are other children, younger kids, that will just expect the answers to come to them without having to be, uh, you know, generous or, uh, you know, show any gratitude about right. it. Are you a fan of thought experiments, or do you think that they're a waste of time? I like them. I, I don't see anything wrong with the thought experiments as long as you can compartmentalize them and make sure that you know, like, this isn't real reality, mm-hmm. which I feel like isn't that hard for most people. But we we know that, like, most people only defines half the population. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... I, I definitely enjoyed the thought experiment. I think there are some that are very obvious. Well, the one example that you gave was if you have a room and you paint the room, is the room now smaller? And just from a scientific fact, yes, it is. Do you have one that you like? I think I've brought it up in the podcast before, which is the ship of Theseus, which is if you have... The ship of Theseus goes out to sea to go fight wars, and mm-hmm. it gets battle damaged, right? And they replace some parts. They replace, you know, let's say 30%, right? They keep fighting. Now it's up to 50. Now it's up to 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, okay? Finally, they've replaced every single part on the entire ship, okay? Then somebody goes along and actually takes the time and finds every single part that they've replaced, all the old damaged ones, and fixes them up, you know, replaces, you know, pushes the splinters back together. We're talking, you know, obviously non-scientific, right? They pushes push the splinters back together, push the wood back together, repress it, whatever, and they completely rebuild the ship. Now you have all of a sudden two ships that are completely identical. Which one is the real original ship? The ship that was slowly replaced piece by piece or the ship that all the old pieces placed back together, which is the original ship. And there isn't the the the. There's not a wrong. Yeah, answer. there's not a wrong answer. There's not a right answer. There's 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 arguments for both sides. Yeah. But I, I like I said I think I've talked about that one before, and that one's my personal favorite. Uh, another one that's kind of interesting is the bootstrap paradox, which is if you go back in time and kill your grandpa. So you can't be born to go back in time to kill your grandpa. How how would that work out? Like, because there's different versions of time travel. You know, it, like if you look at movies and stuff, yeah. there's, there's linear I time travel, about that. non-linear time time travel. There's a whole bunch of different versions, and based on which version you believe, will change the outcome. Sure. Some of them are infinite infinite loops. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, you know, uh, non-solvable. Like there there's. There's so many different layers to that, but um, that's another great, great one is uh, Bootstrap Paradox. Yeah, that one's interesting because with the concept of time travel, if you go back and kill your grandfather, I mean, in my case, it it causes even more of a rift because I'm adopted. So if we're talking killing my adoptive grandparents or whatever... Well, that's not fair. That's that's like the finding a loophole, right? Well, no. The, the, the in, here's the interesting thing. So, if you were to kill my, if I were to kill my adoptive grandparents, oh, you'd still be born. Let, me, let me understand. Bo- you'd be still, still be born, born, but you'd live a different life because that right. you wouldn't be. Growing so, up what with would the same my people. life be like? 
That's and interesting. That is right. Well, then, exactly. then you go into the butterfly effect, right? That's that's more butterfly effect than, than bootstrap paradox. Okay, okay. So, in in the context of killing my actual biological grandfather, right? Whoever he might be, does yeah. does that even work? Because if I killed him, that means I had to have had I would had to have been born at one point to grow up old enough to find a time machine to go back and kill him. But if I did kill him then that would have nullified the ability for me to right. actually be but that's, born. That's the whole point of it is like which version of time travel do you believe? Because if it's linear then like you cause a loop at the point when you go and back right. and kill him. But if it's like stagnant where like time is eternal and like what has happened everything will, happens at the same time. Well no, it's more of a what will happen has already been predetermined and has already happened. So like uh, you know the chance. When do we? Uh, what do we want? Time travel. What? Do, when do we want it? It's irrelevant, because if time travel, like in this scenario, time travel, if it were to ever be created, it will have already been created, mm-hmm. because the future will have already happened for the time traveler, and they would have come back in time to us. Like it's 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 complicated, but yeah, if in this scenario. If we were to say we want time travel and it's like in in this reality, they would have already just come back and said hi because it would have already happened. I know it's really complicated to even think about, but there's yeah, there's a lot of different versions for time travel and it gets really, really muddy. Yeah, it's there's a there's a really good video. Um, If you want to throw it in the show notes for me, I'll give it to you. it's a uh, the one of the Vsauce channels, and okay. they, they explain yeah. the different versions of time travel, and they do a really good job. Yeah, a rough explanation of like how they work because I'm doing a terrible job, and you never guess, but I'm not an expert. <laughs> that that kind of stuff does does interest me because I think the concept of time traveling is it's at this point it is a very subjective concept. Because we have nothing to objectify with. We have no precedent. And everyone has their own idea. And mm. I guess what? We, we've come down to maybe two or three. Like, this is the most plausible idea of what time travel could be. And that's where your your bootstrap par- uh, paradox comes into play. No, it's it's cool. I like thought experiments. I think it can get a little bit... A little bit too much down the rabbit hole, and then at a, at a point, it becomes very nonsensical. Mm. Where the things that are coming out of your mouth are like, "How would it, that doesn't even make sense anymore?" Like it's not even connected to the original thought experiment, right? You know what I mean? But uh, do you know of any that I that that you like? Look, I don't, I don't, mm, I like them. I, I'm really bad at remembering which ones that I like, but there there was actually one. That uh, that you actually brought up uh, the last time we had talked about it, it had something to do with Thursday. What was that oh, about? the last Thursday. I can't remember the full name of it. It's last last like Thursdayism or something like that, which is the the thought that um, the universe, all your thoughts, all your memories, everything were was created last Thursday, and there's no way you can prove that wrong. So. Let's start with that. Okay. What, what about <laughs> all the things that are digitally time-stamped? Everything, literally everything was created. All the digitally literally, time-stamped. Everything. So it was artificially time-stamped yeah. chronologically yeah. 
Everything was created. Everything, Everything was created. Like all the memories and yeah. like growing up and growing old, uh-huh. all of that was created was last, last Thursday. Thursday. Uh-huh. Everything was created last Thursday. Every, everything. There is, it's all encompassing. Every star, every bit of data, everything. So if I were to say to you, well, no, that's wrong because I remember what I did last Wednesday. Or I remember nine years ago when... It's just a fake memory. It's, it's just a, a fake it's memory. It's a fabricated memory. Uh-huh. For what reason? Oh, there's no reason. <laughs> there's, <laughs> that's the thing. Is it's just like... It's like that's the thing of a thought this experiment. Sound, this seems like a practical joke from on high or something like, hey, hey check this out. I'm going to make them think <laughs> that all of this stuff happened when it really didn't. When are you going to do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it on Thursday. I'm busy right now, but I'll do it on Thursday. And it clicks everything. Mm-hmm. So, there's. Uh, yeah. I have a problem with this one, though. Why? Like it's it's just fun to think about. Like I there's no will. There's no way to prove it right. There's no way to prove it wrong. And like that's it. It's just it's just like a fun little like. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then you move on. See, I think the reason why I have a problem with it is because I'm a guy who needs some sort of closure. <laughs> oh, you're in the wrong rabbit hole, I, sir. I know. You're yeah. in the wrong rabbit hole. Well, I mean, the other okay. So the other thought experiment would be the uh, the trolley car, right? So uh, in this, this this is the same thing that uh, that we're doing with automated you know, autonomous vehicles is the trolley experiment where trolley is barreling down a hill and it has a fork at the end and on one side is uh, on the tracks where the trolley could go is a bunch of kids right on the other on the other track that forks off to the right is just a wall so do you save everybody by having the trolley go to the left but you kill a bunch of kids or do you save the kids and have the trolley go to the right but it hits a wall and kills everybody on the in the trolley right right yeah no i've seen that um I mean, there's different variances yeah. with that as well. No, there's, there's I, I, no, actually, Vsauce did 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 that as well too. They did they explained it very very well. Yeah, and then, well, there's a website you can go to. I can't remember where, but it's like um, it gives different scenarios. Like okay, same fork in the road and everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like uh, there's uh, it gives this different scenarios. Okay, there's two people in the car and they're in their mid thirties and they have kids and they're gonna hit a wall. Or there's you know people in the road and they are really really old. And they manage, you know, a huge finance company that saves people's mortgages. Which one do you kill? Uh, and then it, like, goes through, like, a bunch of, like, really weird made-up things where it's, like, you can't... Like, at first you're like, oh, yeah, the old... No, but wait. Oh, no, no, wait, no. Like, it makes you think every time because it's, like, sure. you, you have to pick. Yeah. There's no highway option. But th- Can I can I say something on a high, highway options for just a second? Highway options? A highway. So... When you present someone with an either-or question, like, you have to pick one of these two options, neither of them are good, okay. but you have to, which one for you, the question is mainly, which one for you is the lesser of two evils? Okay, sure. There's no real, like, point to it. We're not trying to, like, you know, prove something, uh-huh. but it's just you're trying to, like, you know, learn something about someone. Can I just tell you, I'm so sick of people who decide to, like, take highway option and be like, I just wouldn't do it. That's not the question I asked. The question isn't, 
would you do this or wouldn't you do this? It's a question of if you were in the scenario of A or B, pick one. You sure. can't. The, there isn't a C option for no. There is A or B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't pick a third option. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm like I dealt with this for the last few months. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just popped up a whole bunch. I know what you're. I know at least one example that you're talking about. We won't talk about it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but about. I'm like pick pick one. You can't pick a third yeah. option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick one. Sorry, I just had to say that. It just has been gnawing on me because it's been like several times this month that I've experienced. Not this month, but like in the past. 30 days. People don't want to be judged. You know, no matter what your answer is, people are afraid that you're going to judge them for for the hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Right? So in this in this situation of do you kill the kids or do you kill or, or do you kill the passengers? People don't want to be judged about, oh, you would kill the kids, the future of our species? Like no, this is a hypothetical. We're not actually killing kids. <laughs> I'm not going to go do that now. You know what? I actually, I actually solved the for because I brought the trolley problem up to someone else, and they didn't want to answer it, <laughs> and I got irritated. So I said, "Okay, fine. You didn't change the 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 line. The trolley split, and the the <laughs> the trolley." Went off the tracks, rolled over, killed everyone inside and the kids. Everyone's dead. Congrats. You didn't answer the question and killed everyone. <laughs> Boy, I feel stupid now. Yeah. yeah. No, they were like, what? No, wait, no. Yeah. And I was like, no, see, you have to answer the question. Yeah. The problem that I have with the website idea that, you, that, you were, that you're talking about is the website is giving you a backstory. And the thought experiment is not about learning the backstory of this guy is saving mortgages, this guy is a doctor in uh, Doctors Without Borders, these kids are psychopaths that are going to grow up to kill people. We don't know backstories. Well, it's not It's not going to be stuff like that where it's like we know what their future holds. But no, no, no. The, but but the, the, you're, question, you're, you're saying that you have details about people. The question The question is, um, It's. It, it was a thought experiment for smart cars. Like, what if the smart car... If it had to decide between a wall for the driver and the people in front of it, mm-hmm. if you know, because it, you know, obviously very fast computing power, although it can't stop the car, it can make still decisions, right? Yeah. Um, faster than a human, right? Right, way faster than a human. What if the the question that the, the website poses that I should have mentioned earlier is, what if the computer was able to see like who was more valuable to society? Like, what if the, the machine was able to look at those people and be like, oh, that's Maria, and she works at this finance company and has been saving people's lives via money or, or something, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. And you're, you, Mr. Driver, are Mr. Nobody that works at Gas Station X and has worked there for 15 years and no one knows you. Right. Do you, like, do you think it's fair for the car to decide, like, who's more valuable for society? And... The thought experiment isn't, you know, I want it to choose me. It's, you know, looking at the thing. Do you choose this thing, this thing, the driver, this thing, this thing, the driver? Like, you're making these snap decisions of pick. If this was the case, who would you have it pick? Right. Because obviously everyone is going to sound selfless and be like, I wouldn't choose me. I would slam into the wall and sacrifice myself. In the heat of the moment, are you, though? 
are you going to be able to make that snap decision in 0.001 seconds? Because I'm pretty sure, let's be honest here, your fight or flight or what is it? Fight, fight or, or flight, flight fight instinct flight. is going to take over any sort of inhibitions you have and just make sure you live. I mean, self-preservation. So yeah, that's so, sorry, self-preservation. That is going to kick in and you're probably going to feel terrible about possibly killing other human beings. Mm-hmm. But that's your, your that's will what to live is extremely strong, especially extremely in those young. especially in those instances. I mean, you can be depressed, you can do all these sorts of things. Yeah. But when you're in those instances, most of the time, now I will say not always, but most of the time, your will to live instinct, your survival instinct, takes over anything and everything. Yep. Quentin, it's it's been a blast. Not not just this podcast, but this this whole week. And I know mm-hmm. it's been a team effort, no pun intended. Um, and I know it wasn't the the initial reason to come out here was for our friends' marriage and the celebration of their of their union and everything. And it grew to a whole team thing. And I'm so glad it did. Because right. I, I actually got to meet some uh, extended family members. And I got to you know, experience things that I don't think I, I would have experienced if this was just going to be a, uh, a wedding celebration reception kind of uh, gathering. Mm-hmm. And, and you being able to organize all this. I finally have my official Slicer t-shirt now. I'm so stoked with that. Um I don't know how how else to thank you, but um, the best I can do is, is is thank you, thank you very much, your hospitality, and thank hey, you man. for recording. Hey, Good game. Good. GG, <laughs> GG, GG. Back it up, back it up, back it up. GG. Um, but yeah, um, this is obviously not over. And uh, for those of you that are listening, I hope the recording of this was much better audio wise than the recording was. In Las Vegas, we tried to we tried to do it a little bit better here than we did over there, um, but yeah. Again, Q, thank you. How can people follow you if they want to? On Xbox, Twitter, Instagram, always at Firewall. And as of right now, I'm uh, level 15 on Destiny 2. I'm very excited. Thank you very much, Sack. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, you can uh, do that under the single. Username on Xbox Live and on Twitter, Lazy Tech Tony. I finally changed my gamer tag to Lazy Tech Tony. Um, and you can follow both of us on Twitter under at Still Recording. And I have uh, YouTube channels as well. You can follow those. All the links are in the description down below. And we will see you guys in the next one. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye, guys.